Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Toasted Tale podcast. My name is Jim, and today we're going to look into a random subject that has not been decided yet. But I'm really excited to spin our subject randomizer, find out what we're going to be learning about, and then do a bit of research and find the story within. I am really happy you have decided to join us today on this adventure. Let's bring in the subject randomizer and give it a spin. Okay then, so it looks like today it's landed on Timmy Regisford. And I'm gonna be honest, like I usually am at the beginning of these episodes, I am not an expert on Timmy Regisford but I am looking forward to learning more about him and his story. Now, so as not to keep you all waiting around, listening to me dither and do a whole lot of research, I have already done the boring legwork in order to find the story for today's episode. So without any further ado, let's get into it. Timmy Regisford is a Trinidad-born American DJ and producer. He specializes in house, R&B, and is also known for African jazz. His music has been described as very soulful and was one of the front runners in the Afro house and dance scene. Timmy Regisford started his musical career early. He remembers going to the Paradise Garage, where Larry Levin was the resident in New York City. And at 14 years of age, Timmy was turned onto the love of dance music. From there, he developed his craft. And it was in 1991, where Club Shelter, at the time an unknown new club, Opened by the star of today's Toasted Tale podcast and resident DJ at the time, Timmy Regisford, alongside fellow DJs Merlin Bob and Freddie Sannon, became a sanctuary for people to express themselves in any way they wished, regardless of race or sexuality. There was no place for discrimination in the eyes of the club's organisers. Promotional flyers claimed that the shelter was, quote, New York City's only non-prejudicial progressive underground dance club, end quote. The dance floor had an incredibly loud 37,000 watt sound system designed by Dave Soto a New York-based audio specialist, in collaboration with the club's owner and the star of this podcast, Timmy Regisford. The speaker cabinets in this place were larger than many of the dancers. In some form, the famous club shelter and its nights have been playing for 28 years straight. And I've heard of artists or other performers like comedians opening their own clubs to ensure that they get to perform and entertain on their terms. 
but having your place stay open for 28 years is pretty phenomenal. When asked, Regisford said, quote, You open the doors and hope that the club gets full. What you learn throughout the years is that you stay true to what you do and don't try to change people's thought process. You try to give them what they want. That makes you grow and they tend to grow with you. That's what has kept the Shelter Knights strong for so many years. I learn from my audience, and my audience learns from me. I try to stay loyal to that process." End quote. And I love that message. It is a very pure way to go about business. And regardless of what you do in life, you can learn from that. Go out and do what you do with the best intentions that people will arrive. Stay true to what you do best, and don't try and change people throughout the journey. Give the people what they want, and make sure everyone is growing. Learn from your audience, and allow people to learn from you too. Hmm, I love it. Regisford's longevity is particularly impressive working in a cutthroat industry. For over 35 years, he has been producing inspired house music and working with creative artists throughout these years has surely primed him to be able to see the change that's happened throughout the industry in that time. When asked what producing music is like now compared to when he started, he says, quote, There's no comparison, because back when it started, people were still creative. The 70s was the best era of music that we ever came across. It was so creative then, but when electronic started to be introduced to the music, it took away from the songwriting, and the artistry, and the music itself. In the 90s, almost everybody could make the music, so it became watered down to where there's not much of an industry anymore." End quote. Some quite damning words there, from a industry legend. And whereas there may be some rose-tinted glasses coming into play here, surely he is the one who knew how difficult it was back then, and also appreciates how technology has come along and lowered the bar of entry for many aspiring people. Now he believes this may be to the detriment as literally anyone can step up and have a go at making this kind of music. Of course, when a market gets saturated, it often gets worse. It is a catch-22, however, because when more people are given the opportunity to try a new skill and the bar for entry has been lowered, it means that someone who maybe previously would have been scared off from entering the industry may now be able to get in easier 
and they may turn out to be the next great artist in the genre. Since Timmy Regisford started his work, a lot has changed in the world. Now social media has a incredible presence in the industry and also everyone's perception of what it is to be famous and a success in the music industry has now evolved into something entirely different. Timmy talks a bit about his own privacy and how he views the role of social media in the industry at the moment. He says, quote, I think it's a curse. The reason why I think that is because anyone can say almost anything on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, get picked up by a major corporation and make millions of dollars overnight. Nobody has to work like we did in my generation. I see young DJs and entertainers get picked up because they have so many followers. But they don't know anything about their craft. The next thing you know, they are making millions of dollars, but they're not proven. In my generation, the sponsors came to us because of the work we did to get where we were at. This made us appreciate the process and what it took to make it. In my opinion, they have to earn the right to say that they deserve that much money." End quote. Now whilst this may sound as if there is etchings of frustration that when he was coming up and making his music, these same opportunities to earn money weren't there, I understand the message behind his thoughts. It is true that people can be picked up very quickly online now if someone identifies a bit of talent, but the person being picked up may not have been as ready as they would have been 30 years ago if they'd been given a bit more time to hone their craft and get even better. The allure of money, after all, can sometimes hinder creativity and restrict growth and make people not want to take chances in favour of sticking with what they know and what earned them the money in the first place. Let's be clear as well. With his experience, Regisford would have an eye for spotting talent. He has been in positions in various big labels as a head of talent identification, or what's more commonly known as the Artists and Repertoire Director. He did this for Atlantic Records, also was the Vice President of A&R at Motown Records, and in 1996 became the Vice President of A&R at DreamWorks Records. It was in these positions where he was given the job to try and find individuals or groups to sign and who their label should give contracts to. It was during these years where he helped sign such acts as Mickey Howard and Levitt and also developed artists such as Loose Ends and Colonel Abrams. Moving into the corporate world was not him hanging his hat at the door, however. This was not him retiring 
from Creative Musical Production. And as the 30-year-old birthday of his shelter night parties fast approached, he revealed in 2020 that he is working on his ninth album, Almost 30, which promises to be a selection of sumptuous, earthy grooves that resonate deep and show Afrocentric, soulful vibes, all brought to life with enchanting voices. At the age of 50, it feels as if Timmy has still got a lot to give, and even though with age, complications may arise, he is one of the old-school DJs who brought so much to the industry and continues to contribute even today. With such a extensive back catalogue, I would highly recommend checking out some of his songs, and maybe then you too will understand why Timmy Regisford had such the impact he does. Thank you so much for spending your time with me in today's Toasted Tale podcast. I really enjoyed learning about Timmy Regisford and about a musical genre I knew very little about, and a DJ that inspired so much in his industry, but I hadn't heard of before. That's one of the reasons I really enjoy doing this podcast. I'm able to learn new things every day, and learning these things alongside you is all the better for it. If you enjoyed listening to today's podcast, then you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook. You can do so by following me on my handle, at PodcastTale. It's there where new episodes are released every Tuesday, and also anything I find interesting gets thrown up there as well. So follow me at PodcastTale for more. If you want to support the show further as well, you can also comment, like, and share this episode, which will help me greatly get the Toasted Tail podcast out to more people. Thank you so much in advance. So as we come to the end, I have been Jim, and I hope you all have a lovely rest of day, and find success in all you try. I will speak to you again soon, for another Toasted Tale by the Fireside.